you know, you are the solution to someone else's problem. And there are people right now who are literally waiting for you to show up in their life. And when you don't serve them with the gift that you have been given, you are ultimately not only doing, of course, a huge disservice to yourself, but also to those who are literally waiting for you and to those who are waiting for them and so on and so on. So kind of like a, you know, if you think about a big body of water, even a small pebble dropped in the middle of, of a big body of water will create ripples that eventually reach the shore. And that's how I ask you to think about it, which is, you know, who can I be that pebble for and start that domino effect? Welcome to Star of the Doubts. This is Jared Easley, and I'm hanging out with Steve Olsher from steveolsher.com. Steve is no stranger to the show. Welcome back, Steve. Thanks for having me, man. I like <laughs> that big smile. We're doing this in person. Last I, time we didn't do it in person. And I wouldn't have it any other way. So you're in Orlando, Florida, but you live in San Diego. True. Do you like Orlando, Florida? Orlando is a great place to be in a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, this nice this time of year? I mean, it was yeah. recording is February, right? Yeah. So. No, no, no. I was asked about 30 times, like, hey, are you bringing the kids? Because I told people I'm going to Orlando. They're like, are you bringing the kids? I'm like, no, I'm going to Orlando because I'm not having It's like, that's why I'm going to Orlando. <laughs> like, you got to come back with the kids. I was like, maybe, you know, but no, I'm, I'm perfectly happy to come here and hang out in a hotel. And frankly, this could be just about anywhere in the world because I don't think I'll st- spend more than a few minutes outside of these doors. All right, Steve, I want to know what a typical work week is like for you. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, you know, I do a lot of writing and speaking and a lot of online marketing. I've been online since 93 when we launched on CompuServe's Electronic Mall. So I've been, on, <laughs> been online a, a few years already. And then we do, the, uh, we do the show. So we do Reinvention Radio. And we actually do that as a live radio show. And then we repurpose that as a, as a podcast. So that's, um, that's kind of the highlight of the week, man. Uh, you know, work with the private clients and do some entrepreneurial things, but still really, really love the show for sure. And would you say that your work week is designed so that you can also have the time with the family and, you know, do yeah. the other things you want to do? And- yeah, for sure, man. My kids are 13 and 10 now. Wow. And I have designed my life really to be able to be with them as much as possible. There is, whenever I am in town, I take them to school. And that has been the case since the first moment they were able to get into um, even preschool. So yeah, yeah, that's uh, family's a big part of it for sure. So, so before we hit record, full transparency here, you and I were just chatting and we were talking about different things going on with podcast movement. And then you started to share different ideas, which I wasn't quite anticipating and it intrigued <laughs> me. And I thought, well, maybe you'd be willing to share this on the podcast. And so if you would, let's kind of walk through some of the things we talked about, because I think this might expand the mind of some others too. And I, I think it's a, a nice thing to consider. So. Yeah. Yeah. So in relation specifically to a podcaster or in relation to someone like yourself who has a conference? Well, you know what? I don't want to take up more time than necessary, but maybe let's start with a podcaster and then maybe we can consider the other as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. What I have found is that I'm a businessman, right? Sure. I mean, I've been an entrepreneur since I was 19 years old when I opened up my own club. And yes, it was a non-alcoholic club, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> and so I always think about monetization. I mean, it's just one of the things that I, you know, I mean, I understand we do things for the good of just simply doing things. But at the same token, we have miles to feed, we have bills to pay, we got to keep a roof over our head. And the more revenue that we're able to generate, the easier it is to do the things that we love doing and really serve those who need us most. So from a podcasting perspective, I still think even if you really just love doing podcasting, 
you at least at some point have to give consideration to really the main reason why you're doing it. If it's just a chat and you just want to be able to connect with cool people, that's all well and good. But no matter what podcast you have, you're going to have expenses. You know, you're going to have your host, you're going to have your equipment, you're going to have your time. And you have to put a significant value on your time. And I don't think a lot of people go into it with the intention of being able to turn it into a potentially very lucrative business and a very lucrative marketing tool, if you will. And so I ask people really to think about that as they're getting into it, which is, you know, what is my ultimate objective here? Is there, what is, it's uh, kind of going back to that Stephen Covey expression, you know, starting with the end in mind. And if the end is, I mean, if it involves making money and being able to monetize what you love doing and talking to those folks, then you really got to think about that from the get-go and incorporate a way, first and foremost, to really be able to connect with the people who tune in to what you are doing. And I think, you know, I was even listening to what I would call a, a pretty darn popular podcast this morning. And he had a really big guest on his show. And from start to finish, the only thing that I heard was an ad about FreshBooks. I didn't hear a single thing about, if you like this show, let's connect here. Or for my free guide to this, I saw there was nothing. And this is a really like my big show. I'm not going to name names, but I was stunned. Because that's, the, that's really one of the main things you got to think about is, okay, we connect, we've got this now, we, we've got this rapport, I'm in your eardrums, you know, you feel like you know me and so on. If I want to connect with you, at least give me the opportunity to do it. And so that's really step one of all of that is just making sure that you keep in mind that you have to give people the opportunity to connect with you in a meaningful way, which could just be as simple as just downloading a free report or something like that. But you've got to open up that line of communication off of the podcast channel. Okay. So you consider your different opportunities, you come up with a solution or you come up with an answer, and then what do you, what, what do you encourage from that point? So it then begins with the next question, which is, okay, now that I have this person, in, we can communicate, right? Because that's the thing about this medium is somebody can, and you were talking about this before we hit record here, which is, you know, you've got somebody who came up to you and said, yeah, I've listened to every episode of your show. <laughs> and you would never, you know, even, I mean, this person never written to you, this person, you didn't have their name in their email, nothing. So, you know, it, it's really interesting to see how there are people there who may know everything about you and love what you do, but don't step out of their comfort zone to really connect. So that's one of the things then to really think about is what can I do to encourage this person to take this next step, to get that conversation going offline. And once you have that person offline, you then need to think about what actions do you want them to take. And ultimately, what I believe is you have to think about the last step on the path, whether that's hiring you as a consultant or buying your book or coming to your live event or whatever that last step is on the path that you want them to take, you have to take it backwards, step by step by step, so that they take your desired action. So it's always like, um, it's like what might be called a micro-commitment, right? You just want to get people to take these micro-commitment type steps, which will eventually over time lead them to take your ultimate desired action. But if you don't know what that last step is on the path, you can't create the first one. So Steve, you, you are telling people, hey, I can help you make 250 per download. Sure. That for some might be like, hey, I don't know about that. So yeah. <laughs> let's, let's take yeah. 
and and take a trip down that lane for a moment. Yeah. And look, if you got Joe Rogan's show right where you got thirty million downloads a month or whatever it might be, you probably hit that point in the road where you kind of cap it. But for the majority of us humans who don't get to that level, yeah, it's absolutely two fifty a download is absolutely reasonable because what most podcasters are not doing is they're not creating multiple streams of income. And that can be through membership programs. That can be through the sale of products. It can be through the sale of courses. It can be through live events. It can be through personal coaching. It can be through group coaching. Most of the people that I know in this space have one source of revenue, and it doesn't take that much effort. It really doesn't to create five or six or seven different sources of revenue. And at the very least, you want to give somebody the opportunity to open up their wallet and invest with you because they're investing their time. And if they're investing their time and they're giving you that time, the odds are really, really good that they would take it to the next step and invest with their money. I'm still processing, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Can you give some low-hanging fruit examples? Sure. So I'll give you a perfect example of how we do it with Reinvention Radio. Awesome. And so the simple sort of bottle of the f- bottle, <laughs> I'm, I also own liquor.com, so I got bottle on the mind, <laughs> yes. Um, but the bottom of the funnel is quite simple. You will not go through an episode of Reinvention Radio without hearing an ad for getting a free copy of my New York Times bestseller, What Is Your What? Discover the One Amazing Thing You Were Born to Do. Now, it's not going to be for everybody, and you're never going to convert 100% of the people who listen and download your shows into clients and customers or people who want to open up a, a, shall we say, a more extensive relationship with you. But there's enough of them. And so if there's 100 people who listen to your show, what I have found historically is that you can pretty much get around 10% of those people to take a next action. Sometimes that number is higher, sometimes that number is lower. But what we do is in terms of the next desired action, the next step to take, for us, that's downloading the book. That's your name, your email, you get on the list so I can begin opening up a conversation with you. So 100 people and 10 people, let's say hypothetically, if we're using these numbers, will then download the book. Okay, so, okay, I don't see how that, you don't make any money with that. Well, right, I don't. But just because you don't make money today doesn't mean that you can't make money tomorrow. So one of the things that we do is we go through an immediate funnel. And we, I don't want to, I know this is going to sound bad, but we want to give people the opportunity to really spend with you immediately while it's top of mind, right? Because if you go too long, just like anything else, it's like when you are in that moment of making that buying decision, if somebody puts it in front of you, you're going to say yes, if you are in fact in the market for whatever it is that they're selling. If you wait, and then you put that in front of them a week or a month or a year from them, the odds of them buying that same product or service that they may have had an interest in is almost nil. So once they download the book, we then offer them the exact same thing in a different format, which means we now say, hey, if you actually want a hardcover copy of this book, we'll give you a hardcover copy of the book for free. All you got to do is pay for shipping and handling. So now we've got someone who has shifted from a passive listener to an active prospect to an actual customer. Yeah. Right? It's not a huge purchase. It's $7.99. But I mean, if you think about it, it's like if you can think of a, like a, a sort of like one of those bar graphs where you've got zero on one end and 100 on the other, the move to get someone to spend money with you and invest in something that you are offering is like going from zero to 98. It's that big of a difference. 
most people stay at zero. To get them to go and make that first purchase, getting them from 98 to 100 is almost as easy as easy can be. Getting them from zero to 98 is super hard. And so we offer them, as I said, a different version of the same resource, the hardcover copy. And then after they buy that, we then ask them to enroll in the Reinvention Workshop online course, which is a $49 investment. And about 25% of the people who buy the hardcover copy will then also buy the course. And so run the numbers. Now, that's the very, very, very front end of the funnel. Of course, there's so many different things that we continue the dialogue with them and add value along the way. But at some point, we offer them things that are much, much more, more, a lot more money than 49 bucks. Right. So, yeah. So that's an example of something that anyone can do and do very easily. I think that was very straightforward. I, I'm, I'm sure it's not as simple for everyone, but, but yeah, I get it. I like that. So there's probably someone who's listening right now and saying, man, I need to, I need to learn more about Steve. Where can they go to check that out? Sure. Best place is Steve Olsher, O-L-S-H-E-R.com. Although I do say the first thing you probably want to do is check out Reinvention Radio. And if you survive that, <laughs> then you could probably go check out reinventionradio.com. Well, fair enough. I always like to close our conversations with final thoughts. But before we do that, you have a tattoo that I love. It's <laughs> Let Love Rule. It is. And I've heard you talk about this before, but I'm curious, in this year, in this season of your life, what does Let Love Rule mean to you in, in life and business? What does that mean to you now? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I originally got it as kind of like a, a friendly reminder, a mantra, if you will, and, a, and an homage to uh, my buddy Lenny Kravitz. Right. And now, as I look at it, I mean, it's certainly a, a good reminder of how I like to treat every relationship in my life, whether it's my family, whether it's friends, and even if it's customers, you know, is to really build relationships based on the foundation of love. Because if you go about your business, and of course, there's always going to be times where you get off path and these things happen, but you bring back, you know, you bring it back on path, right? But the idea is if you go at your relationships with your friends, with your family, and with your customers from a foundation of love, nothing but good comes of that. All right. And let's close with final thoughts, although that was a very good final thought. <laughs> Any yeah. other final thought? How about Any that? Any other final thoughts? Well, you know, I mentioned my book, What Is Your What? Yeah. Uh, Discover the One Amazing Thing You Were Born to Do, which, uh, which did hit the New York Times list in uh, 2013, which is super cool. And folks can grab a free copy of that at whatisyourwhat.com slash free. And in the book, what I really teach people is that, you know, you are the solution to someone else's problem. And there are people right now who are literally waiting for you to show up in their life. And when you don't serve them with the gift that you have been given, you are ultimately not only doing, of course, a huge disservice to yourself, but also to those who are literally waiting for you and to those who are waiting for them and so on and so on. So kind of like, a, you know, if you think about a big body of water, even a small pebble dropped in the middle of, of a big body of water will create ripples that eventually reach the shore. And that's how I ask you to think about it, which is, you know, who can I be that pebble for? and start that domino effect. Steve, I'm grateful for your time. I'm grateful for your friendship. And you know, just thank you for being willing to share some of this today. I appreciate it. Yeah, that. man. Really appreciate you and uh, having me on. Let love rule. Let love rule. 